Blog Talk Radio. February. There's only 28 days in the month of February, but sure does seem to go long, right? Maybe because we got bad weather, and actually, Indiana is kind of weird, and we come to you live here in Indianapolis, Indiana, high atop the Balance Studios in the west suburbs of Indianapolis, Uh, so we live the Indiana weather, and as they say in Indiana, stick around uh, if you don't like it, it'll change sooner or later. And I think we went through all four seasons this week. On uh, Thursday, it was close to 70 degrees. Uh, yesterday, it was uh, 30-something. Snowed at around 6 o'clock this morning. It's around 36-something today. And it'll be uh, a little bit warmer later on today. So, <laughs> Perfect, perfect flu weather too, right? Uh, but anyway, uh, in the last show in the month of February, <clears throat> and that means that we're going to be starting to talk a, a lot more about college basketball. Looking forward to March Madness, and I'll be doing a little bit of that for you today. Uh, and then we're going to catch up with Steve Wilson, uh, editor in chief of Speedway Digest, our official NASCAR contributor, as we begin to break down the 2023 uh, racing season, and we'll spend some time doing that today. 917-889-8516 is my digits. Stick around. It's about to get good. Right now, I just need you to get real loose. Get comfortable. Grab your loved ones or grab your love partner. And if you're by yourself, no worries. Just follow after me. Yeah. Gonna do the two step and cowboy boogie. Grab a sweetheart and spin out with him. Do the hold down and get into it. Take it to the left now and dip with it. Gonna throw down, take a sip with it. And lean back with your head. Spin it. Let's have some fun. To the left, to the left now. To the right, to the right. Now take your left hand and put it on your side. Gonna roll your shoulders. Do the slip and slide. The Air National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country. 
but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. When you don't go to geico.com, car insurance can be confusing. Like, Swedish techno confusing. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Dance with me, purple cow. Bark, bark, meow, meow. Ooh, you lovely cow. Geico makes it easy. With 24-7 access, all you have to do is go to geico.com and you can save money on car insurance. It just makes sense. Unlike, you know. Dance with me, purple cow. I like your mood. When you don't go to Geico.com, car insurance can be hard. Like, early 90s heavy metal hard. I'm yelling and screaming and I'm loud. Roar. Geico makes it easy. You can review and update your policy or report a claim on Geico.com or the Geico mobile app. Because shouldn't we all have a little less stress in our lives? I'm not even upset about anything. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mates. No, they're my eyes. Quit moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA salt and mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. Seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's... Fresh roasted, so I don't, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is masa lequa pique, which of course in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been past their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they? Investor philanthropists, do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wondering. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. Holy crap. I just realized I've been talking all this time. It's been dead. 
and my mic hasn't been on. Well, you just missed a hell of a rant. A hell of a rant. Okay, now I guess I'm going to have to regroup. <laughs> oh, boy. So what I was saying is we're getting ready to be talking a lot about March Madness, and that's going to be overshadowed by another story that's going on down in Alabama. And and I've been following this story quite a bit, and I'm sorry that I – you know, I guess I just did a dress rehearsal – uh, for my rant, because I didn't have my mic on, and I was so much, so deep into my rant, I didn't even look. <laughs> that's that's a Saturday morning for you there. But uh, I appreciate you sticking around for a minute or two or whatever it was that I was going on here in my studio, high atop the balance uh, studios in the west suburbs of Indianapolis. But my 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 thing was this story that has evolved involving Brandon Miller down in Alabama, and maybe you followed the story like I have been. So indulge me a little bit if you have not uh, heard about this story. But it's 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 going to be the focus. It's certainly going to be the backdrop as we go into March Madness. Um, and this this story happens as. Second-ranked Alabama, uh, you know, again, trying to get to the number one seed. But still, their March Madness success is going to be overshadowed by this story. Brandon Miller and Jaden Braley are expected to start uh, in, in, the, in Crimson's um, game, or they did start. This happens despite... This week, a, a pre-trial testimony revealing that both were at the scene of a January 15th shootout in the student bar district of Tuscaloosa that resulted in a 23-year-old mother, Jamea Harris, and, and capital murder charges being placed on Alabama player Darius Miles and his friends, Michael Davis. It's a tragedy. It is. Anytime you lose life, it's a tragedy. But, you know, here's the thing. This should have never happened. This shooting should have never happened. This young lady should have never lost her life. This young mother should have never lost her life because of this. Um, certainly there, there was a gunfight and so forth. So Miller, it was, it was revealed uh, that revealed in a pretrial testimony by Tuscaloosa detective, drove to the scene with a firearm belonging to Miles in the backseat of the car. Miller arrived soon after receiving a text message from Miles stating, I need my joint, meaning gun, and using the slang to describe that some, that some level of dispute was underway. we got to have my gun. It is underway. It's about to happen. It's about to go down. And what happened, Miller had previously dropped off Miles and Davis off at a sports bar across the street. According to Miller's attorney, and this is what the attorney says, uh, Miles left his gun in the backseat of Miller's car. Miles and Davis later 
clashed with with Harris's group after a reportedly Harris, who was her boyfriend and cousin, is a University of Alabama student, rejected advances by Davis. So uh, the female rejects advances by Davis. He texts Miller, says, "Hey, bring me my bring me my joint, meaning gun." Something's about to happen here. We're going to take care of business. So instead of Miller being the upstanding college basketball player that he should be representing the University of Alabama going into March Madness and being the upstanding kid and saying, no, oh, no, 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 I'm bringing you no gun. I don't even know why you got my gun, why you got your gun in my car. And more importantly, why is it left in the back seat? No. Call yourself an Uber. Go home. Get away from the situation. But no, that wasn't what happened. That wasn't the story, that how it happened or how it unfolded. Miller said, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to bring you this gun. Miles retrieved the guns from Miller's back seat and handed it to Davis, who soon began to shoot into a Jeep containing Harris. According to the police, she was struck and killed. Her boyfriend returned fire with his own gun before driving away. Davis was hit once. Two shots cracked Miller's uh, uh, windshield. Prosecutors have stated that throughout throughout that neither Miller nor Bradley is a suspect and won't be charged in the crime. Are you freaking kidding me? WTF? Are you freaking kidding me? So... Miller, Brandon Miller, plays for the University of Alabama, decides that he's going to be that upstanding friend and be there when need be. Ride or die, right? And he brings the gun, and he hands it off. There was two handoffs before the shooting even began. All of that could have been done and stopped by Miller himself if he would have just said I'm not getting in the middle of this and most of us in our normal human setting would do that most people would not say oh I'm going to bring you your gun and and maybe I live in this bubble if you will in suburban America I get that I understand that there's there's People have different lifestyles. But what I don't understand is if you're given a chance of lifetime that a lot of kids, white, black, or indifferent, get or would beg for the opportunity to play for second-rank Alabama in, 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 in March Madness, would beg for it. And yet you've got to be the guy. You've got to be that guy, that guy that says, I'm going to be there for my friend. Well, I'm going to tell you what, this story is far from being over and far from being talked about. And it's, it's unfortunate that it is the shadow of shadows, if you will, going into uh, college basketball. And so, you know, that it is what it is. But, I, you know, 917-889-8516, my digits, feel free to call in, chime in, follow us on Twitter. Get, get us your, your Twitter. We'll get a poll up maybe later about it. But, man, what a crazy story. 
And we got to be talking about something so much better in basketball than this. I digress. I'm climbing off my soapbox. Promise for now. But don't don't expect this to be anything permanent. <laughs> but March Madness, you know, we're going to be getting a heavy deep into the conversation of March Madness. I'm going to have a little bit deeper conversation about it uh, than I was able to have. But because I spent some alone time here in the Balance Studios uh, with my mic off, it, it uh, I uh, I took up all that extra time that we had allocated for me to talk about madness, the brackets. Well, there's a lot of games on, on tap today. And one of the games that, um, I mean, I think I, I, I'm definitely going to be following is uh, Purdue and Indiana. Yes, I know that's because I'm an Indiana guy. But, man, it's going to be great. The spread seven and a half. Uh, so Trace Jackson Davis has been the best player in college basketball, not named Zach Eady, this season. The two feet, the, the two will face each other for the second time this season after combining 58 points and 25 rebounds for the first matchup. And uh, you know, it could, I'd like to see the same results. You know, last, last time we saw this IU Purdue game, it was like, I mean, everybody thought Purdue was going to just, you know, kick Indiana's ass. It was quite the opposite, quite the opposite. Um, as Indiana mopped the floor with the Purdue Boilermakers. However, this is March. And we, um, looking at teams trying to get a good seed in, in, the, in the March Madness. So as much as I would like to say we're gonna we're gonna see what we saw before, I I honestly think that Purdue is gonna triumphant, maybe over about a score of about ten. But would I like to see IU win? Absolutely. So go Hoosiers. Um, you know, I would steer clear of, of the betting world, of the betting game of, of this, but you know, but it's gonna be exciting going to be exciting. I wanted to break down some of these other games, but uh, yeah, I'm not going to be able to do it. But we have reached the Pinulantin. <laughs> I am not allowed to talk, unless I'm talking without my mic on, of college basketball's regular season. And man, sure looks like we should be in for quite a doozy today. With a number of uh, really with a number of make or break games that will either decide go a long way towards deciding conference titles, NCAA tournament seedings, and the all important bragging rights for the number of rivalry games that are happening across the country. Uh, Obviously, uh, one of the biggest rivalries in the nation is what we just talked about, and that's IU and Purdue. So you know we'll 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 see what happens today. We've got some big ones in state clashes. Are the theme of the day, Arizona traveling to face number seven, Arizona, Texas facing Baylor, Indiana, Purdue, with two of those two of those three games featuring conference frontrunner. Another Arizona will still be in the hunt of the Pac-12 and needing to, to hold on to stay on pace with UCLA. Uh, oh, but wait, there's more. UConn and St. John's. 
Now, come on. You're not a lover of college basketball and, and, and say, oh, I, I can't uh, – uh, I, I don't like watching UConn and St. John's. That's always a matchup. Number 18, UConn, St. John's. And it's good. I, you know, this is going to be one of – and I had this in my notes to break down, but I wish I had time. But this is going to be one of those games where we look at and we do a double take because it's going to be St. John's today. It's going to be St. John's by 10. Mark my words. I mean, I'm, I'm probably even going to put a little money on it. <laughs> I don't know. It spread seven, but still. We'll see what happens. I know everybody out there saying, you're talking, you're talking nuts. You've been drinking too much of that Black Rifle coffee. UConn, St. John, going to be the matchup of the day. My name is Tom Marquis, El Presidente. We'll be right back right here on the Balance Radio Network as we jump into some NASCAR talk. And we're going to be talking and spending some time in NASCAR uh, for uh, a little bit of time here today, the rest of the show, actually. Uh, and we're going to break down Steve Wilson of the uh, Speedway Digest, editor-in-chief of SpeedwayDigest.com and our official NASCAR contributor. Standing by in the Balance Green Room, my name is Tom Marquis, El Presidente. We'll be right back. National Guard is a reserve component of the United States Air Force and serves alongside active duty Air Force members in times of a national crisis. In addition, the Air Guard serves the state and local community in a wide range of capacities. The reason people join the Air Guard is as diverse as our members and includes such reasons as a deep desire to serve their country, money for college, travel, new job skills, and the pride that goes along with belonging to the greatest military organization in the world. I joined because I felt a calling to serve my country, but I didn't want to be far away from my family, so the Indiana Air National Guard was a perfect fit for me. With over 95 different career opportunities to choose from and 100% paid college tuition to any state-funded college, why not give us a call? Call 1-800-841-3103 or visit online at goang.com to find out more. Again, that's 1-800-841-3103. The Air National Guard, guarding America, defending freedom. Morning face. You get it when you don't sleep well. This is what happened to Linda. Morning, guys. Good morning. Ah, what is that thing? It's me, Linda. Oh, my God, it talks. Run! No, it's me, Linda, from HR. It looks hungry. Save the children. Save them. Stay back. I've got mates. Ow, they're one of my eyes. We're moving. It's called beauty sleep for a reason. And there's never been a better time to get some. Get 20% off IKEA Sultan mattresses. IKEA. Love your home. Oh, hi. Uh, hey. I've seen on the board, do you guys have Black Rifle coffee here? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. We only carry good small batch coffee here. Well, it is great small batch coffee. Well, that really can't be unless it's fresh roasted, so, um, you know. Well, it is fresh roasted. 
I don't, I don't think you know what that means. You know what this is? This is masa le kwa pique, which of course in the Indonesian language, oh, let me finish. In the Indonesian language, it's weasel coffee. You just made that up. No, it's been past their digestive tract. That's disgusting. And then it's nature's wet processing. Yeah, but is it good? I mean, it's all right. Are they investor philanthropists? Do they support good causes? Yeah, tons of causes. Veterans causes and first responder causes, but it doesn't matter because they make good coffee. So that's what I'm wanting. Do you have any? You know what? Actually, I'm, I'm just going to order it. They make it fresh and roasted. Okay. Right. Black Rifle Coffee. It's good. Indulging me in my rant there in the first uh, segment there uh, from, about Brandon Miller, University of Alabama, who somehow has managed to stay on the court. I promise not to climb back on my soapbox. But joining me now, Steve Wilson, editor in chief of SpeedwayDigest.com and our official NASCAR contributor. Steve, how are you, sir? Steve, can you hear me? Hey. Yeah, All right. I'll, I'll set you on mute for a second. <laughs> hey, you know what? That's completely okay. You, I don't know if you, you probably didn't hear the first part of my show here. So I went into college basketball talk and had to, I had to maintain the ship myself today for college basketball. And I went on this big rant about Brandon Miller uh, still playing, uh, and I had, didn't have my mic on, so I was, I was just in here at the, in the Balance Studios, just going to myself. So hey, man, it's okay. It's okay. We're one, we're one uh, week out of Daytona 500. Obviously, Ricky Steinhouse Jr. had a great win. Real quickly, uh, I know you were all sick a little bit during the Daytona 500 while you were down there in Daytona. Sorry to hear that. Hopefully, you're feeling better. Uh, but it was a great race, uh, both races, both the Xfinity race and, and the Daytona 500. But it really uh, uh, turned out to be a great day for Ricky Steinhouse Jr. Didn't see that one coming. What are your takeaways, uh, pros and cons of the Daytona 500 before we go out west? Yeah, I mean, for a small little team like JCG, uh, Darty Racing, that has been uh, trying to rebuild this organization and try and run up there as a single car operation. I mean, it's just something that we haven't seen in the last couple of years. Um, you know, it's uh, you know, they there was a there was a lot of Ford horsepower behind them uh, that that were trying to run them down, and I don't think if it wasn't for the caution in that final wreck an accident that uh, Rick Stenhouse would have even won that race. Um, there was just too many powerful teams behind them, and he had little help uh, overall to to kind of maintain uh, that lead. But you know, it's um, you know that that's what happens at a lot of these uh, super speedways, and we've seen this in the past with these small single car teams or these underfunded teams have been able to break through in victories. Uh, because of some of these incidences like that. So, you know, uh, good for them. Gives them a little bit of a bump going into the West Coast in a swing starting this weekend. And um, Ricky Stenhouse is, uh, you know, it, it's been a while since he's been to Victory Lane. Uh, last time he was there was uh, 
back when he was still driving for Roush uh, Fenway Racing, and that's been nearly four years ago. So, uh, you know, long time for him trying to get back and break back into victory lane. But I guess if you're going to break back into victory lane, at least do it at the Daytona 500, the biggest race of all. Well, he, he's had more trips to victory lane than his ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Meaning Danica. Any which way, I I, I digress. Let's talk a little bit about what's going on today in the Xfinity Series, uh, the Alliance Group 300 out out of the uh, Auto Club Speedway. Um, Real quickly, let's talk a little bit about the news about Auto Club uh, Speedway. It's it's been sold or in the process of being sold, and and I know they're planning on building a, a, uh, a short track around the current site as well. Tell us what we know about that, what's all entailed with the uh, NASCAR selling acreage, uh, currently part of the Auto Club Speedway. Well, they've uh, they've consolidated some of the the, the acreage out there. Um, they went from about 400, I mean 500 and a few odd acres down to just about um, just over 100 plus acres for them. Um, you know, this is something that NASCAR has been doing at all of their other speedways, uh, Daytona, Richmond, uh, Chicago land, and others. They've been selling off this excess land. And this land out in California is really valuable to them. Um, they're going to take home just, just north of about $500 million for 400-plus acres of land um, in, in and around the speedway. So um, this will give them an opportunity to – kind of sell some of that stuff off but at the same time um they, they've been looking for looking for ways to kind of do something with that speedway for a couple of years nascar fans have been asking for more short tracks and while yes we're getting northwest Florida back this year it, it, it still has been uh kind of lopsided in still the number of uh 1.5 two mile speedways and um road courses now that we've overloaded the schedule with, so NASCAR fans continue to ask for more short tracks to be put back on the schedule. Now, as far as the plans of when the, the, the new speedway will be ready, you're you're still looking as much as two years possibly out. There's been no commitment as to the timeline. Um, they, they confirmed that there would be nothing there in 2024, but even 2025, they're not even sure whether there would be something there and ready to go by the end. Um, you know, so it, it, there's been really new commitment on a timeline as to when this will happen or when the conversion will, will – well, the conversion will begin at some point, or at least with the, you know, the demolition of the speedway, but the, the build-out of the new racetrack would, um, you know, it's still at least a couple of years out, just, just no confirmation as to when that will happen. But, you know, this will be a, a six-tenths of a mile speedway kind of mimicking a little bit of Martinsville Speedway to some degree, uh, kind of a hybrid. I know that they're going to try and maintain some of the, the front stretch around the start-finish line, and um, that will give it a little higher banking um, as it cur- currently stands, uh, and then, you know, have a, a longer straight array down the back. So it'll kind of be a little bit of a hybrid of Martinsville uh, to some degree, and they're going to reduce the overall stands down to – just about thirty-five to 40,000 uh, people and then a couple other 10,000 or so between infield and um, suites and things like that. So um, hospitality, et cetera. So, you know, they're, they're really, they're really going to keep this around a maximum of uh, around 45,000, 50,000 when this thing is completely built out. 
Well, today's race is the Production Alliance Group 300, the Xfinity race at uh, the Auto Club Speedway out in Fontana, California. There are 40 cars in the entry list. Uh, 5 o'clock tonight, Eastern Time, 150 lap stages, 35, 35, and 80. Uh, FS1 uh, and MRN got the call, as, as well as Sirius XM uh, NASCAR. Uh, talk with us a little bit about uh, the Auto Club uh, uh, Speedway. What it's about, what makes it up, and uh, what the teams uh, have to do to prepare to have a succe- successful day today in, in Fontana. Well, the first thing is trying to avoid the rain today because you know this thing looks like that it may end up uh, being run tomorrow at this point. Uh, it's supposed to rain all day there today, so um, I think it's going to be a lot of sitting around and waiting today to figure out uh, if this thing is even going to kick off at five o'clock tonight or if they're just going to go ahead and push this thing into tomorrow or maybe even okay. today, uh, at some point. Um, but I mean, regardless, uh, it, it is a big, wide, fast speedway that they will have to deal with tire wear around this speed, uh, around this racetrack. Some will just what they do in Darlington. You tear up tires very, very quickly. You slip and slide around there. So with the colder temperatures, you're not going to get, there's not going to be much of that going on today if they are able to get this thing going. Um, but look for Cole Custer, somebody that is going back from the X, from the Cup Series back down to the Xfinity Series to be somebody to really watch. He's been successful out there in both Cup and Xfinity. So when this thing gets going, I would look for Cole Custer as somebody that will be there at the top, um, you know, throughout this thing. Well, certainly it was an exciting uh, Xfinity in Daytona last week uh, after Sam Mayer spun on the roof of his Chevrolet on the backstretch at, at the Daytona International Speedway, uh, which certainly uh, allowed it open the door for Austin Hill and Dustin Allgaier and Don Hunter Namercheck uh, to to uh, basically cross through uh, victory lane. Let's talk a little bit about Sam Mayer in today's race. What are your thoughts? Sam is, you know, he's coming back in. This is his second year with Junior Motorsports. This is a kid that kind of started, um, you know, uh, very young in all of this. And and, and he's shown a lot of promise through his first year and his rookie year in, excuse me, through his rookie year at Junior Motorsports. Um, I I, I think that, you know, you you go back and you, you look at that wreck in Daytona and, you know, it, it, it kind of shook him up a little bit, and it kind of looked at me. Um, but I, I, I don't think it, it, it passes off to this week. And I think Junior Motorsports, they were strong last week in Daytona all around with Justin Allgaier and Sam Mayer and our Josh Berry. All of them, once again, as a Chevy team, this, this was very was very strong throughout uh, the uh, B300 at Daytona. Um, you know, for, for Sam Mayer, he's uh, he's still young. He's still got a lot to learn in this sport. And, uh, you know, you, you come to these speedways like this where they're wide, fast, big, and open, and you get a lot of a lot of room to move around. So uh, give it to him to go out there and uh, be able to compete with them this weekend. <clears throat> oh, I'm sorry. I, I thought you were continuing to, 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 to say something there. So the Xfinity uh, series has certainly has seen its share of drama over the past years. Uh, let's let's talk a little bit about you know one of those tensions between two people, and that's Noah Gregson and Ty Gibbs. Obviously, they're in the Cup series, uh, but uh, 
what are, what are we going to look at from those two going into the Cup st- Series here in 2023? <clears throat> yeah. Did you did you hear me? I'm so sorry. Can you hear me? Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I I, I got the tail end of that about something about um, Ty Gibbs and Noah Gregson. Yeah, Ty Gibbs, Noah Gregson. I said, you know, uh, the Xfinity Series not has not been without its drama over the last few years, and two of those people that have been involved in that drama are, are Ty Gibbs and Noah Gregston. Uh, and I know they're up in the Cup Series now, but uh, what, are we are we still watching these two as we go into the 2023 season? Um, you know, I, I you know, I, I, I think I, I think a lot of people uh, look back at, at, at yeah some of their incidences in Xfinity and kind of expected the two of them to maybe tangle with Daytona or have some words or you know may not work together exactly necessarily at Daytona. Ty, you know, was was really overall having a very lackluster day around Daytona, so Noah and him were not really close together throughout most of the event until, um, you know, know, even through their multiple incidences that they were involved in throughout the day. But, um, you know, Daytona still wasn't a place that you would see the two of them, you know, even though they may not work together, they may um, have, uh, you know, uh, get into the breeder of one another a little bit. It wasn't a place that you kind of see that kind of escalate to any degree. you know, both of these have to, both of these, both of them, Noah and uh, Ty have to realize they're now in the Cup Series and that their actions are going to be um, something that uh, is going to affect them long term into this. And while they're both running for Rookie of the Year, uh, Ty already, well, Ty already has a list of people that that don't necessarily either like him or they've watched him race in Xfinity and they're not going to give him the time of day and help that he maybe needs. Uh, in the Cup Series, so he has to be mindful of this, too, at the same time. Um, you know, it, it, do I see them maybe getting together? Maybe at some point, but at the same time, I think they both need to be mindful, and I think they are trying to be mindful of the fact that they are now in the Cup Series, they're running for rookie of the year, and this is a whole different ball game. that, you know, they're the new kids, even though they've been around the sport for a while, and these drivers have to kind of know who they are, they're still the new kids when it comes to the Cup Series, and they can't really play around with so much. They, they, you know, drivers, you know, these veterans, they, they watch these these others as they come up and they form opinions of them. And when you need help from somebody else, um, you know, they look back and see what you've done and how you've raced other people and how you race, uh, you know, even people that you, you know, you're you're not exactly, you know, friends with on the racetrack and then they look and see, well, if, if they're going to do that to somebody else, then I'm not going to help them either. And, um, you know, I, 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 it's a lot different now, uh, in the cup series and you can get away with a little bit of that in the expanded series, but you can't really as much in the cup series because it's just too detrimental in the point system. You know, everybody's so close together in the cup series that, um, you know, maybe a place like Martinsville or Richmond or something like that, maybe a place that you get a little bit of that in. But, you know, long-term, this is a long season. You both have to think long-term into this and kind of put those things aside and, uh, you know, go on about it. And so hopefully, you know, they they race one another hard, but, you know, they they don't continue this uh, 
you know, back and forth battle into the Cup Series because if they start tying other people up into it, then they're both going to have really, really bad years, um, just just on a performance level and just from the help uh, from other drivers when they need it. Level. All right. Well, before we get on over to the uh, the Cup Series uh, for in Fontana, uh, we know they're going to be they're still qualifying if they've not done yet. We're, so as you mentioned, there's some weather issues that we're contending with. Let's just go rapid fire and some of the top drivers in the Xfinity Series, how we look at them now, and just give us your thoughts. Austin Hill uh, obviously had a great uh, week last week in in uh, Daytona. What are your thoughts about him this week in uh, Fontana? Yeah, um, Austin came from he went back to back in the in the Xfinity Series. Unfortunately, he had some problems. <coughs> oh, excuse me, sorry. Uh, unfortunately, he had some problems qualifying during the uh, for the Daytona 500, so uh, he was a, he had to skip out on that. Uh, RCR uh, retained him this year, and it looks like they've already kicked the year off in a really strong level with those guys in, in that number 21 team. So um, look for him to carry kind of that over once again this week. Uh, I see them doing good things once again this year, and uh, uh, maybe even take this thing all the way down to Phoenix. Uh, uh, you know, it's a uh, Austin. Austin is a is a is a heck of a driver. He's a he's a kind of a surgeon of a driver when he he looks very far ahead in the game and and he's uh you know now that he's already locked into the playoffs he can look very far deep into these kind of playoffs later this year. So you know that that gives him the benefit of going out there and getting some stage points and racking up some more wins just just to push him on into the playoffs, which I think he'll do very well in this year. What about Justin Allgaier in the number seven Chevy? Uh, well, I, I, I mean, you know, we talk about him a lot, and, and I know that he's, you know, I know, I, I know that he always has these up and down years, and uh, you know, hopefully, hopefully this is a different year, but you know, we have to see. As we get a little further into the year, I mean, I, I, I have no doubt that he won't go into victory lane this year. I just see that, you know, uh, if past years have been these up and down years for him, unless something changes, maybe that's, you know, what we see again out of him. How about John Hunter Namachek? I like him. He had a good uh, good week out in Daytona last week as well. Uh, certainly has has been coming up over the last couple of years into his own right. Uh, John Hunter Namachek in his uh, number forty. I mean, uh, number twenty uh, Toyota. Yeah, so uh, John Hunter Namachek is is going to have the benefit of racing uh, for Joe Gibbs Racing uh, this year as well as I think he's going to do a couple of uh, races over there for Sam Hunt Racing also. So or I'm not. No, he's he's sorry. He's moved over totally to Joe Gibbs Racing at this point now that uh, um, Brandon Jones has has moved out of that team. Um, you know, he he's he's a very competitive driver, and, and and we saw this in the we saw this in the truck series from him. Uh, you know, while he was with his tangle with Cowboys Racing, I mean, this is a guy that racked up something like eleven wins. Uh, within a very short amount of time in the truck series, uh, almost went on to win the championship for those guys. Um, if it won, you know, for kind of a last-minute kind of deal in uh, in Phoenix. But, um, you know, I, I think he's in a good place now that he's over at Joe Gibbs Racing. He's kind of in the same kind of performance level that he was with the, um, with uh, Kyle Busch uh, Motorsports in the, in the truck series. So 
uh, once again, look for them to kind of do some good things. I think that'll be kind of good for Joe Gibbs Racing because they, uh, in their Xfinity program, if it wasn't for, you know, Kyle Busch or Denny Hamlin or somebody like that, um, they, they, you know, you know, mad that Brandon, jo- Brandon Jones has, has moved out of there and gone on to somebody else. Um, you know, it's, um, you know, those, you know, that, that, that team has struggled a little bit in a lot of ways. And, um, you know, maybe John Hunter needs to bring some stability back to Xfinity for them uh, on, a, on a performance level and on a winning level. So one more uh, Xfinity driver before we get on over to the Cup Series and talk about uh, Montana this weekend. Obviously, the first on the West Coast swing. Uh, Riley Hurst, number 98 in the, in the Ford. I like him. He's got some talent. He's got some He's got some daredevil moves, if you will. Uh, but Riley Hurst uh, seems to be getting the attention of, of a lot of fans. Uh, so what are your thoughts? You know, Riley is is somebody that, I mean, he, he's got a lot of backing from Monster. And, you know, Sturhouse uh, Racing is really committed to him uh, uh, from a team level and from a driver level. And, and you know, he's, he's always a driver that we really don't think of in a lot of ways. Uh, and we don't talk about him as much. Uh, but, you know, he, he, he last week in, in, in Daytona, I mean, he, he qualified for his uh, first Daytona 500. And, um, you know, he, he was running really well there in, in the Xfinity race, too. So, uh, you know, he, he's, uh, he's, a, he's a driver that, um, you know, him and Noah Gregson and uh, um, um, uh, Harrison Burton and all these guys kind of come up through Xfinity, and I know two of them have already moved on to the Cup Series, and maybe he's working his way up to that level, but um, I just see his performance starting to gain a little bit at the time, and uh, hopefully, you know, we, we start talking about him just a little bit more this year, because, I mean, he, he has he has the abilities to go and do it. It's, uh, you know, it's just the competition is so so hard sometimes in Xfinity so with uh, you know, the, the likes of uh, Junior Motorsports and others that overshadow some of, you know, even though that Stuart Haas really is a smaller team, they are a smaller team when it comes to Xfinity with uh, just, they, they've only had uh, Raleigh really as somebody and Ford doesn't have a whole lot of partners in that series. So now with him and Cole Custer, maybe the two of them can start uh, teaming up a little bit uh, and, and kind of pushing their way to the front this year. Talking with Steve Wilson, editor-in-chief of SpeedwayDigest.com, our official NASCAR contributor. Uh, NASCAR is uh, packing up from Daytona, headed out west. And this will be the final race. Uh, the, this will be the final race of the Auto Club Speedway on the two-mile track before it goes un- undergoes renovations. We talked about earlier. Uh, so you know, there's there's some, been some multi-champions that, that's come out of the uh, the Auto Club uh, Speedway. A lot of drivers have have cut their teeth there. Jimmy Johnson, Kyle Busch, uh, obviously Kyle Larson, very well known uh, for in uh, defending winner of this race, and certainly I believe this is his home track. If I'm not so certainly no brainer, Kyle Larson uh, will finish in the in the in the top five today. I would think so. He had five career, career wins on two mile tracks. So what, let's start with Kyle Larson. What are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean this this is a you know Kyle Larson defending winner of this. He he uh, you know he. He also won, um, you know, he's, he's, excuse me. I don't know why I'm sneezing so much today. Uh, You're allergic to us. But this, uh, (laughs) 
No, you know, Kyle Larson, this is kind of really a track that he likes to race around because you can get big, wide, way up there by the wall and run that wall around Speedway in many different areas. And it seems to be, you know, when he does this, he does this thing at, uh, um, you know, at, um, at Homestead at two at the same time. And it's and it's beneficial to him in a lot of ways, and it comes from that dirt experience that he has in um, you know sprint cars and other and other and other cars. But you know, yeah, I, I, I look for him to be uh, at the top of this thing all day long. If not, he's going to be right there in the top two or three five throughout the entire day. And if he doesn't win this thing, he's going to be very close to it. Uh, and you know, and he, we we look at different different things and different scenarios of when we're looking at drivers and how we're working drivers, and how we're talking about drivers. You know, Denny Hamlin, very very reliable driver. I like him, and I've liked him for a long time. And he's had a streak of, of uh, three top ten finishes at, at Auto Club before uh, coming in fifteenth last year, obviously because of, of his overheating issue. Uh, but Denny Hamlin. Uh, uh, what about this? About this weekend, Denny Hamlin? Yeah, I'm sorry. Yes, about this weekend, Denny Hamlin at, at uh, Auto Club. He said he said uh, three top ten finishes there. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, you know, you're right. You know, Denny is Denny is kind of a reliable driver in a lot of ways when it comes to these racetracks. And you know, it's uh, you know, unfortunate last week for him, but. Um, you know, going into this week, Denny, Denny's gonna. I mean, you know, you you, you look you look at these you look at these races overall, and Denny's kind of coming to the end of this. And I know we 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 kind of talked about this a couple different occasions of how long does he stick around? You know, in this Cup Series now that he's got 23XI racing, I know there's a lot to be dealing with when it comes to that from that kind of level now. But they've got they're they've got Colorado and um, Bubba Wallace over there, um, but at least they got Kurt Busch kind of help with that. But you know, I I think Denny kind of sticks around at least for a couple more years onto this thing, and, and he's uh you know for for him, which where did you say he finished last year? Because I don't even remember. Uh, he finished. Uh, he finished fifteenth last year, because because his car overheated. Oh yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, <laughs> sorry. I really today, I'm getting like about every maybe like third word sometimes. When, when Don't worry talking. about it, buddy. So, I'm the same way, I, man. I, it's all good. I got you. I, 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 got I really you, honestly don't. I really honestly don't know what's going on because seriously, I'm getting like every third word when when you're talking. In, in some point, so I'm trying to like do the best I can listening in on. Oh, I understand. Trying to capture. We were having some audio issues, but I felt those were were resolved. So, can you hear me okay now? Uh, I mean, it goes back and forth between I can hear you and then I I start missing words. Okay, well we'll have to check into that. So, we're the good thing is we're about done. So I I, I will try to hopefully we've got this figured out. I I thought we had it figured out. So. I need to hire me an engineer. <laughs> um, yeah. Go ahead. Um, I digress. Um, I got. I got you off track. We were just basically talking about Danny, Danny Hamlin. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry about that. Yeah, 
you know, um, geez, I swear, I, I'm, I'm, I'm about to just. Then, then last year he started fourth and all this thing, and you're right. He, you know, fifteenth is really not a bad day for them, um, but you know it could have been better. I mean, he, you know, we've seen we've seen Denny, um, you know, in the previous years prior to that, and finished like, um, uh, except for 2021 um, when he didn't hold a race there, um, you know, sixth, seventh, and sixth in the in the previous three years to that because I had to go back and look this thing up um, just because all the clubs go away. We really just, you know, with uh, last year and then hadn't had a race for two years there. It's, I forget a lot of the stuff that even happened there, but, you know, even going back and looking, even the previous years for Denny Hallen, I mean, he's, he's got a third place finish there like five years ago. Um, so, you know, uh, aside from his overheating issue, I mean, he's, he's very much a top 10, top five driver into this thing over the last couple of seasons. And, uh, you know, a little different car that goes out there and um, it, that we have now over the previous preceding seasons, we have those top fives and top ten finishes. Um, I, I, I it, you know, he, he was running very well before his car overheated last, last year. So um, hopefully it turns that around a little bit and gets back up there in the top top five, top ten finish um, that he had in the preceding seasons um, to COVID. Let's talk about Joey Logano. Joey Logano earned 103 points on the West Coast swing last year in 2022, which was third to Larson at 113 and Tyler Reddick at 109. Joey, Lo- Joey Logano, what are your thoughts on today's race? I mean, tomorrow's race, sorry. Um, you know, I, I I think I picked him last last week to win. And, you know, he was very strong throughout the race. And, um, you know, I, I, I said if it hadn't been for – kind of that last caution there that um, uh, um, that we saw. Um, I had a feeling that Joe Logano was going to win that thing, and I was kind of close. Um, you know, last year he uh, finished fifth in this thing, 11-14 laps out of it. And, I mean, he's he's got, um, you know, six, uh, six top five six top five finishes there over the last couple of the season. So, um you know, Ford has done very well out there over the years. And, you know, this, this, you know, kind of goes back to a lot of, you know, uh, what we've seen out of Roger Penske building this racetrack and really being performances at that racetrack. Um, they've kind of got something dialed in over at Penske as a whole when it comes to this, this track. And we've really seen it with Joe Logano. Um, uh, I, I like his chances out there. Um He's got a lot to bounce back from from Daytona because he was just so close to that win in the Daytona 500. Um, and it's you know as as the series reigning champion, he's uh you know he's he's got a lot um, to try riding on this thing. I, I, I know as a defending champion, everybody says you know we want them to go back to back, but sometimes that's just not always possible and close. Um, so we, we at the Daytona 500. So. Uh, we'll see how the rest of the season goes, and it's uh, uh, you know his his six top his six top five finishes there over the last couple of seasons. He's going to really do rack up some points and stage points. I think he ended up with 15 stage points last year. So um, yeah, he's he's going to have uh, 15 or 17 stage points, something like that, last year. So um, he'll be able to really rack up some points this weekend. Well, as we were talking, uh, we saw uh, a notification 
from uh, on Twitter that Xfinity and Cup, uh, Cup Series and qualifying canceled. Lineup set by metric. Uh, Bell on pole for Cup. Austin on pole for Xfinity. Still no decision yet on Xfinity race. Cup Garage won't open today. Uh, so that is not sounding very encouraging. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, we've known this for a couple of days that this is going to be an issue that we're going to have to put the rain throughout this uh, weekend. And, um, you know, NASCAR, you know, put a notice out yesterday to make a determination in the morning about the fact of what they were going to need to open Cup Garage today. Um, so it looks like they are starting to make those moves in that direction that the potential of this Xfinity Series race is not going to run today, um, that you're looking at uh, potentially tomorrow after Cup race if this thing doesn't get going. But that sounds like the direction that they're moving. Well, we'll see what happens. Uh, real quickly here, uh, before we let you go here, we're going to be following Kevin Harvick's final year throughout the, the, the year, obviously, and this is his final year before he hangs it up and, and uh, goes uh, into the broadcast booth um, over at Fox. But uh, certainly homecoming for him at Fontana. Uh, hopefully he gets the race. He'll make his 750th consecutive start when he takes the green flag. Uh, already a third-time all-time uh, consecutive start list. Harvick hits the 750 mark uh, if he's able to get started today. Uh, the only two ahead of him are Jeff Gordon and Ricky Rudd. Uh, ahead of of Kevin Harvick. Kevin Harvick has been around for a long time. And, you know, I heard him kind of talk about this before the Daytona 500, that, you know, he's he's, drivers that he raced against, great drivers that he raced against are now retired, and great drivers that are coming up have been racing against him. Talk with us about the legacy of Kevin Harvick. I mean, He's had, he's had his ups and downs, but, my God, he's a solid driver. He's a great, great driver, a great role player, play, role, uh, player uh, role leader, whatever my word I'm looking for, uh, for uh, NASCAR fans, both young and old. Uh, Kevin Harvick, what are your thoughts? You know, a lot of people forget the fact of how, you know, uh, uh, Harvick kind of came up into this. I know it's been – quite you know quite a long time that you know it wasn't until you know the the passing of Dale Earnhardt that he made his move into the Cup Series taking over that car in Rockingham uh North Carolina the next weekend um in the number 29 car for British Racing and you know he he's you know while he was a he was an Xfinity driver already at that point and he's already an accomplished driver overall um this move into uh, the Cup Series uh, was accelerated in a lot of ways because of that. And, you know, Kevin is, Kevin has won the Daytona 500. He's won the biggest races of all. He's won the championship um, for in the Cup Series. So, I mean, he has a long legacy coming, you know, from, from Bakersfield, California. That'll uh, definitely make him a Hall of Famer when it comes into this thing um, in the in the next couple of years. But we also see him, as you kind of mentioned, um, he, he already announced the fact that he's going to be an announcer in the booth starting next year for Fox. And we've seen him in these Xfinity Series races, and a lot of people really enjoy the fact of, uh, of how Kevin Harvick is able to kind of paint that picture for people, how he's able to explain what's going on with these race cars and what's going on uh, in drivers' heads and 
you know, things that are happening within the race. And he seems to be a natural when it comes to being in that booth, um, you know, in his, uh, in his Xfinity series uh, of races that these boxes has put him in the booth for. So, you know, I, I think it, it's, a, it's a lateral move for him to go from what he's doing now and go into the booth. And we don't see a whole lot of drivers that are able to make this lateral move in a lot of ways. Um, they struggle either with, uh, uh, you know, whether it's, you know, trying to explain things to, to people on a level that they can understand or uh, be able to kind of paint that picture in a lot of ways that, that you know, are not overly complicated in a lot of ways or uh, too simplified. Um, and, and, but Kevin just kind of seems like he's a natural in all of this, and I think he'll do good things uh, when it comes next year to the full um, year in the booth uh, for, for Fox. Steve Wilson, editor-in-chief of SpeedwayDigest.com and our official NASCAR contributor. All right, it's that time. Let's make our DraftKings pick of the week for the Xfinity Series. What say you, sir? I'm going with Kyle Larson this week. In the Xfinity race, you're going with Kyle Larson? Oh, Xfinity. Sorry, Xfinity. No, I'm going with, um, let's see, who who am I going to go with in Xfinity this week? Sorry. Like I said, I, I hear sometimes about every third word that you say. Uh, Xfinity race, I think I'm going to go with uh, Josh Berry in the Xfinity race. Nice. We've got it down, and we'll, we'll let you know how, how it goes. Steve Wilson, where can people find your work masterpiece, sir? Follow us at Speedway Digest on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Speedway Digest and SpeedwayDigest.com. Thanks, Ben. Thanks, buddy. Have yourself a good weekend. Hopefully we get this race in. Hopefully. All right. Thank you. Steve Wilson, editor-in-chief of SpeedwayDigest.com. Uh, my name is Tom Mark with El Presidente. It's been great hanging out with you today. We're going to cut things a little short today uh, just because of, of the scheduling and, and that sort of stuff that, that goes on. But, hey, don't forget to catch us wherever you get your podcast. It doesn't matter. All you got to do is type in the balance. You will pop up and follow us on. And when you, when you download the podcast, just hit like and subscribe. That way we know how awesome you are. We know how awesome we are. But also, more importantly, you never have to go look for us again. Once you hit subscribe, every time we drop a, a, a new podcast, it's, it's there. And the good thing about it is our podcast is our show. So appreciate you guys hanging out. Appreciate you indulging me on my rant today about Brandon Miller. If you want to, if you missed that, you missed the, the big one. And, uh, hey, you know, uh, somehow I uh, managed to – do that whole rant for about five minutes or ten minutes without turning my mic on. So there you go. So the podcast, the show is the podcast. I say all that to say that. My name is <laughs> my name is Tom Mark was nine one seven eight eight nine eight five one six is our digits. Put that down and keep uh keep the that handy dandy so you can join the the show at any time. Well, that's gonna do it for us. I'm out of here. Don't drink and drive but didn't cool. Deuces Right now, I just need you to get real loose, get comfortable, grab your loved ones, or grab your love partner, and if you're by yourself, no worries, just follow after me. Yeah. Gonna do the two-step, then cowboy boogie, grab your sweetheart and spin out with them, do the hold down and get
the right, to the right. Now take your left hand and put it on your side. Gonna roll your shoulders, do the slip and slide. This next part's my favorite part of this time to shot. Gonna do the two-step and cowboy boogie. Grab a sweetheart and spin out with With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 